Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schneck. You know, as I've been looking back upon the archives of our business-themed content on the show, we've done an awful lot of conversation around leadership and leadership development and innovation and in creativity and marketing and sales and all these different things. Uh, and I, you know, I've been remiss to say that we have not done as much content, certainly in the last year or so, really focused and really targeted more on the small business owners and shame on us for that. But we're going to rectify that with today's conversation. Promises to be a very intriguing look at the struggles that small business owners are facing and a really interesting, easy, clever way to, to kind of rethink your approach to running your small business. So going to be a very intriguing conversation. Say hello to my guest. His name is Rich Allen. He's a small business advisor and the author of a new book called The Ultimate Business Tune-Up, a simple yet powerful business model that will transform the lives of small business owners. Rich, welcome to the show. Thanks, Todd. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you. I appreciate uh, you making time uh, and grateful for your understanding of having to reschedule this. So I'll thank you publicly for that. Uh, so anxious to get into it today. So before we get to this book and the really cool model that you present there, take a, a few quick seconds and tell us a bit about you, your background and the work that you're currently out there doing. Sure. Well, Todd, I, I started working for my dad back in the day in his small family owned business. And that lasted just a short while until I could escape. And I explained that in the book, but, but then I went into the military for a time, ended up in a corporate job, worked in a couple of large corporations, first on the HR side of things. And then I wanted to run a business. I had an opportunity to do that, had a nice run at, at running a manufacturing business and then retired from that about 12 years ago and spent the last 10 years working with small business owners to help them grow their businesses. Outstanding. Well, appreciate the important work you do. Thank you for your service and all that that implies. So, all right. So, gosh, I'm trying to figure out the the most profound way to initiate this conversation. Normally, Rich, what I do is when someone has written a book, as you have, on the subject of small business ownership, what I would then say is, all right, well, why did the world need yet another book on running a small business? And and I've already hinted at the answer to that is that this new model that you've developed, and we're going to spend a significant portion of this conversation walking through this model and then helping others kind of rethink how they look at and approach their business. I guess the, the most important way to kick off this conversation, which then we're going to present this model, which will help them uh, going forward, lay out the case as to why most business people, most small business people, small business owners are struggling right now. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I've run a small business and it's tough. And I've been successful at it for, for a decade, and so I feel like I'm I've over the hump and going to make it. But it is still a constant struggle and a constant 
worry and and you know it, that process probably never goes away but there certainly is a different way to to think about it and approach it and probably some things that people such as myself are are not thinking about or are doing wrong so i think uh, you cite a statistic that 80 percent of all businesses fail within five years so so walk us through kind of the case of what are people doing wrong and and why was this book so necessary and so important Todd, I'll start with just uh, quickly giving you the, the uh, background that I, I come from a large family. I've got 12, I've got 11 brothers and sisters, so there were 12 of us. And my dad, trying to make ends meet, decided he would start his own business. And frankly, I watched him struggle to try to run a business for his entire adult life. While he was very good at his trade, he had no clue how to run a business. And so while he, he put a ton of effort into it, he could never get it to work the way that he had always dreamed that, that it would. And that went on until his older years when he should have retired, but he couldn't. And, and even till just a few years ago when he passed away, up until that time, he said, son, if we'd have just worked harder at this, we could have made it work. And I'm convinced now that I've had some experience in running a business and working with multiple business owners, that everyone struggles with that, maybe not to the degree my dad did. But the, the big issue, I believe, Todd, is one of focusing on the right things in order to make your business both profitable and sustainable. And frankly, my dad didn't have it. He didn't know what those right things were. So we tried everything. And all he did was uh, replaced focus with hard work. And it wasn't enough. Well, and that's, you just probably identified a majority of the small business owners across this land, probably internationally. And I, I put myself in that category. Yeah, I'm good at what I do, but am I as sharp on the actual business side of things? I don't know. That's where I have had to do most of my focus on, on improvements. And, and I suspect that's a very common tale. And it's the classic case of working in versus working on the business. I have, where are the areas in business where people are, are struggle at actually running the business versus the skill with which they actually have talent? Well, that's, that's where I kind of developed this, this model, Todd. And, and it really came out of necessity. I, I had the opportunity to run a manufacturing business that wasn't doing very well. We bought it as a corporation and I had a chance to go run it. And it, it quickly uh, became apparent to me that I didn't know what to do either. And so while I was trying to fake it along the way for several months, I was just every night I'd go home and just say, wow, how can I get how can I get people to understand how this business is supposed to work? And this idea came to me that business is a lot like a bicycle. And, and if we understand, since we all do, most everybody knows how to ride a bike and we know how a bike works. We know what it feels like when we're on a bike that's really sweet and and nicely tuned and rides really well. We also know what it feels like to be on one that's broken down. And, and so I used, in a very basic form, a bike as a metaphor for a business when I was talking to my factory employees. And the amazing thing, Todd, was they all got it. They all understood it because they, they could relate to the bike where many of them couldn't relate to a business. It was too it, it was too big. It was too just different for them. 
Yeah, no, I have to be honest with you. I, I when I studied this metaphor of the bicycle as, as it applies to operating and running a small business, it was powerful. And and boy, even someone like me who has run my business for for almost a decade now, I, it made me look at things from a from a different lens through through a different lens, a different perspective, which was powerful. And and, and sometimes you just need to have that fresh look and, and a different approach to. To I mean, you could sit down if you allowed yourself to think on it and reflect on all the key components that you need to do running a small business. But but this metaphor of the bicycle what was what I thought very powerful. So what I'd love to do before the break is to spend some time kind of going through the basic model. And I would I guess the best way to do if you have a different idea, please share. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a part of the bike, and I want you to to talk about how that applies to to the model and, and running a small business. And then the second half of the show, we can kind of get into, into the weeds and dive into some things where I'll have some specific questions. So why don't we do that? So Perfect. why don't you lead us off and, and let's start with the handlebars. Right. So that the handlebars, right? Here's the, here's the interesting thing about the handlebars. When we were kids riding our bike, we loved to ride the bike without using our hands. We thought that was really cool. And we just, we'd show how skilled we were by putting our hands in the air and riding our bike. But as we're adults, we can't do that. And running our business, we certainly can't do that. We have to put our hands on the handlebars and we have to steer our business where we want it to go. And the way we steer it is by painting a picture of what we want the, the business to look like in the future. And that picture has got to be exciting. It's got to be motivating, compelling, inspiring, so that other people can say, wow, I want to go with you on that journey that you're going to go with on in your business. And that's what we do with the handlebars. We steer our business with the handlebars. Yeah. And another way to think of that is having a vision for your business. Right. And and I can tell you based on my personal experience observing a lot of the small business people I used to operate with, they don't they don't have a vision. They think, well, my job is to is to produce widgets, and I'm just going to go to work every day and produce widgets. No, there has to be a vision, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Because I think that's a big struggle for a lot of small business people is saying, well, I'm just running a laundromat. Why do I need to have a vision for for running a laundromat? So we'll get into that. But the next part of the model is the frame, the bike frame. Right, and think about the frame of a bike. The frame of a bike holds all the pieces together. Everything's got to be tightly connected. And so in your business, the things that hold people together are your organizational chart and your organizational structure. It's, it's the job descriptions that defines who does what, how handoffs occur, and, and what gets done in what sequence. So it's, it's the structure. And most of us in small business tend to come from maybe our past was a large corporate environment where we saw the structure as being bureaucratic and and, and slowing us down so we reject it. When in fact, some of that is really critically necessary so that everybody knows who does what and make sure that we don't drop anything through the cracks. Beautiful. The next part of the bike is the front wheel. Right, so the front wheel, there are two places on a bike where the rubber meets the road, same thing on a, in a business. The front wheel of the bike represents our ability to win new customers. So it's the, the, the components of the front wheel represent the components that you need to think about, that we as business owners need to think about if we want to compel people to do business with us. Folks that maybe don't know, know we exist or don't know our value proposition, 
we've got to be able to communicate that to them. Well, the components of the front wheel describe that. Beautiful. And the back wheel is next. So the back wheel is where the rubber meets the road on the back, and that's delivering on the promise we made at the front. So we make this promise to people in prospecting, and then we've got to deliver. In fact, we've got to over-deliver. So we've got to have processes. We've got to have um, our, our routines in place so that we can give our customers what we, what we told them they would get and deliver more than what we promised. Beautiful. The next element of this model is the brakes and the monitor. Right. So the brakes are the ways that we keep check of the speed of our front and back wheel because our front and back wheel have to go at the same speed or else we're going to crash. So we have to pull on the brakes. Well, the brakes represent our financial controls. So we have to run our business using a P&L, a balance sheet, cash flow forecast, and a budget. We've got to have those. And the monitors then are our key performance indicators. They're the indicators that tell us how well we're doing so they can help us predict the future of our business. Hmm. Boy, can I tell you how many small business owners I know that aren't even paying attention to that, that monitor. It's amazing. Finally, it's the seat that we sit in. Right. And everyone knows, everyone can relate to getting on a bike where the seat is positioned incorrectly or wrong. It doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. And, and the seat represents where our people sit in our business. So we've got to position our seat so they can put maximum power to the pedals. And, and so that our seat represents our compensation program, our reward system, our incentive plan, our communication plan, how we get people involved in the activities of our business. So the engagement process, all about our people. All right. So therein lies the bicycle model. We walk through all the key parts of the bike. What we're going to do after the break is get into the details and discuss this in much more depth. And I have a bunch of questions for Rich. And we'll do that after we turn from this short break. Think Next, Act Now is an entrepreneurial movement. It is a teaching platform, a coaching forum that emphasizes action. And the link between thought and action makes a difference in the outcome you determine or the result that's determined for you. When you see, seize, and create opportunity for yourself, you take a big step toward becoming recession-proof and changing your life. If you are determined to make a change in your life, Think Next, Act Now will provide the essential toolkit to move your life forward. Only realized potential cashes the check of reality. Now is the time to realize your potential. Think Next, Act Now and go always forward. To learn more, go to BillWoodich.com. That's BillWoodich.com. All right. We are back with Rich Allen, the author of a new book, The Ultimate Business Tune-Up. So, Rich, before the break, we went through the, the bicycle model, and now I have uh, a bunch of questions. And frankly, the beauty of this model is it really puts a very clear picture on all the key components to running a, a business. And, and I think the first question I have is thinking of this in the context of a bike, this all has to, every one of these parts, the handlebars, the frame, the front wheels, the back wheels, the brakes, monitors, seats, they all have to be functioning. You can't do this with one of those parts not working, right? So when a business is struggling, chances are one of those bicycle parts are broken, right? That's exactly right. And you described that well, right? If any one part of the bike is not working well, 
It's not a fun ride. And the same thing is true in business. You can have parts of your business operating very well, but if one part of your business doesn't operate well, it'll suck the life right out of your business. Well, and I think another key, the, the immediate thought that came to my mind when I was reflecting on this model of the bicycle towards running, certainly my small business, is, is I'm thinking of the title of the book itself, The Tune-Up. Because, you know, I know that when I have, when I actually had an actual bicycle, I had to, I had to continuously focus on maintenance of that, of that bike. And I had to at least once a year go take it into a shop to kind of have it cleaned up and tightened up and, and have the tires checked and be sure that they were still keeping the right pressure and take the chain to be sure that I could drive the wheels. And, and it requires constant maintenance. And I think that's another area in thinking about this model where a lot of small business people is they never actually tune things up. They, they, they buy the bike, they run out, they drive out of the garage, and then they never actually take care of the thing. Talk about that in the context of running a small business. No, you're right, Todd. You know, they, in fact, they just, they get on the bike and they ride the wheels off of it and things start to rattle and they start to get a little loose And we just keep working because we feel like we've got to deal with today's issues, the customer that's right in front of us today, the issues of my supplier or my my employee not coming into work, whatever it might be. When what we really need to do, and the one part that I didn't even outline in in there was the was the water bottle. And the water bottle on a on a bike represents taking time to refresh. So we've got to have time to step off the bike, to do some maintenance, to do some thinking, to do some planning. We've got to build that into our schedule as business owners. Otherwise, we get wore out, we get tired, and and everybody looks to us. And if we're wore out and tired and, and, and downtrodden, our team are going to be the same way. Well, how do you, uh, look, I imagine there's a lot of small business people listening to this saying, ah, I, I hear you guys. I just don't have the time. I mean, I, I I don't have time to sit there and pull back and reflect and think and 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 analyze things. And I just don't. How do you do, when someone tells you that, Rich? What do you, how do you counsel them? To, what, what what do they have to do? I mean, it's the classic case. I mean, I I, I when you cited the, 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 telling the story of your father, I I was I was thinking of the classic story from the e-myth you know the person right. person who loves to actually bake things and make cakes and cookies and donuts but then so they thought well i'll just build a business baking things it'll be a glorious life and then they realized oh there's a lot more to this than just baking the classic case you know and how so to so the person who's listening who says all right i get all of this and i understand i got to think about the vision and then i'm thinking i also have to start focusing on these on the monitor side of this thing, on the on the key performance indicators and and tracking cash flow and budgets, where you know again a lot of small business people falter. How do they? How do you help someone kind of reset their mind their mindset, if you will, and and say stop working in and work on the business? How, how do you? How do you? How do they get a handle on that? Right. The you know the diff, most difficult part on that, Todd, is getting them to do it once. Right. If I can if I can get them to step away from the business, even for just a few hours and and just put the put their phone on silent, walk away from the details, move into a different space and just process with me or with someone 
about the business, whether it's even identifying what part of the bike is needs the most tune-up, needs the most work, what I find is they come out of that session not only refreshed, but they come out of it fired up. And then the second piece, so the first part is just to give it a try, even just two to three hours of alone time to think or process with somebody else about your business. Then the second part is find the one thing that you don't like to do in the business. What's the thing that you hate doing? If it's paying the bills, uh, balancing the checkbook, whatever it might be, find that one thing and hire somebody, even if you hire them temporarily or bring on somebody on a contract basis, hire some low-level, low-paid, skilled person to do that thing you don't like. And then all of a sudden, you see the opportunities that open up for you. Well, and I love that you said, even if you just take a couple of hours, because this is not a process that should be all-encompassing, right? It's like lawn maintenance. If Once you get the lawn maintained and cut and weeded, then then just keep up with it. Because once you do that, then it's easy, and you never have to do the, the massive amount of cleanup. So that's the key to this thing is just, boy, you have to build in just a little bit, even a couple of hours. Uh, uh, and if you allow yourself to focus on that, it changes everything. Let me tell you what I love about this model is it helps me identify where I'm having issues. And, and for so my most common struggle as a small business person is this balance between the front and the back wheel. And what I'm talking about is a scenario that I imagine most small business people can focus on. It's when I'm focusing on all my sales work and my marketing, I'm not my eyes not on the ball in terms of delivering on the clients I already have. And then when I shift focus to delivering on all the business that I have sold, well, then my mind, my eyes off of the marketing and the leads and the sales ball. So another, that's probably a very classic common tale in small businesses is both these wheels have to be functioning at the same speed for this thing to work. And most people they struggle with that. So any thoughts and counsel on someone like me who's having that problem with finding the right balance there? Yes, and, and that is a very, very common situation. It, it, it creates these hills and valleys in terms of what's going on with our business. And so the recommendation that I always have for people is find a rhythm. In other words, we don't want to generate 20 new prospects this week. What we really want to do is we want to generate five new prospects every week. So rather than, we, you know, if you put your entire effort into the front wheel of your bike, you could spend, if you spend eight hours there, you could generate a lot of work that then ends up being on the back wheel of your bike and then you have to go take care of it. But if you just spent a little bit of time on the front and allowed you some time to be able to deliver on the promise you just made, it's all about consistency. It's all about finding the drumbeat that works for you. Wow. Even for salespeople that come in, a far, start out with a slow drumbeat and then increase the the rhythm of the drum beat as you get better. Yeah, boy, finding that rhythm is so critical, and and, and it's easier than you think. Uh, and that's where the brakes and monitor become so important because I think you know the the scenario you just outlined of you don't need to get twenty new leads this week. You really just need five. If you're not paying attention to the breaks in the monitor, then may, you may not know what those numbers are. I mean, I'll give you another example of where I faltered in running my small business very early on was I was very aggressive 
on focusing on that front wheel and I got a, and I sold a lot of business and then all of a sudden I had to deliver on it. I was like, holy smokes, how <laughs> right. do I how do I figure this out? And then I made the classic, I had to make the classic shift that a lot of people in small business make is that they say, all right, well, I need fewer clients that are paying me more. So I had, I went through that classic conundrum of a small business person. So that's where understanding the numbers and the in the budget and the cash flow and the and the KPIs helps you understand, well then then that's gonna help me figure out the tire pressure on the front and the back, right? That's exactly right. And you couldn't have said it better. I, I do believe if you're not if you don't know the numbers, if you don't know how many leads you're generating every week, if you don't know how many of those leads you're making proposals on or moving or closing into new business and you don't know your conversion rate or you don't know your average sale price or average ticket price, those indicators will tell you how much activity you should be doing on a regular basis. And then you can tell whether you're getting better or whether you're improving or going faster. It's the numbers that you ought to be driving to and it's the activity numbers, not the financial numbers, by the way. Right. You know, most people work on financials. Well, that's like running your, that's like looking in the rearview mirror. We don't want to look in the rearview mirror. We want to look forward. And that means we have to know what, what, how many people did we talk to? How many meetings did we have? How many closes did we make? Those kinds of statistics. So let's close on this. What I think is, what I think is the most important element to this whole idea and certainly this model and, and to kick off this discussion. And I, Mentioned at the top of the show that we were going to, I wanted to ask you about this because I think most small business people struggle with this. But to use your model, most people have a bike, but they don't have any handlebars. So there's no vision. There's no goal of what this thing is. They buy a business thinking, all right, well, I'm just going to run this dry cleaners and, and you know, it's simple. I just clean people's clothes, you know, and, and they drive through, drop it off. And then 24 hours later, I give, I mean, there's obviously more of that, like, like the baker's model, like, like your father's situation. I think most people are operating without handlebars. So, so every organization, even a solopreneur working from home on a, on a hobby that they're trying to monetize to a larger organization, and everything in between needs to have that vision, that goal of where they're trying to go and what they want this business to look like. But yet so many people get into this without that. And they're just they're going downhill on this bike and they don't have any any steering. So how what's so someone listening who who's will be honest with themselves and say, I don't really have that vision. How do how do they begin to figure that out? You know, I would say this, Todd. I I would say it's it, it's the combination of two elements. The first is ask yourself, what is it that you really care about in this world? So what's that, what's that something that's going on in the world that just you hate and you want to make an impact on? So that would be something that it might be, it might be child abuse, it might be hunger, it might be homelessness, whatever it might be. Find out what that is for you and make that a center point of your vision. Because if you can have a why, that's bigger than just you making money, that'll compel you then to say, what could I do with this business in order to make a bigger impact on that issue? And so with that why, then you can say, what if, if things went well in this business, what should it or could it look like in five years? So don't try to go one year at a time out to five, take yourself out five years and 
try to paint the picture of what the business looks like in five years, and then you can work your way back in. But it's to me, it's a combination, Todd, of both of those things. Well, absolutely. And let me close on this final question. Obviously, well, you know what? Maybe it's not obvious, and maybe therein lies the problem. But I, I think it's fair to say that if you have that vision, if you have this direction, if you have that thing that you really care about, and it's in your gut, it's it's in your soul, and you truly believe in it, and you understand it, and more importantly, you've effectively communicated it to your team and your people, that makes the rest of taking care of that bike and maintaining it and tuning it up and checking all these things worth doing and, and easier to do and, and something that, that you don't you don't mind doing, right? I mean, because if you have that vision and you have a clear destination, well, then the rest of it just becomes a fun part of that process of getting there, right? It does. And in fact, Todd, what it does is not only does it make it more easier to do, the people that you've just told who got excited about it, they will do it for you. Right. That's the beauty of this, that if you can convey what you hope for and what you want in the future, and you do that with people who are, who are like-minded, and they come around you and say, I love that, Todd, I'm going with you. I want to be a part of that. They'll work on the rest of the bike for you. Yep, yep. Well, we didn't talk much about the seat, but that's that's the people in the team, and that becomes so much easier to, to train, recruit, and motivate, and inspire them when they when they have their hand on the handlebar as well, and that and they understand the vision and frankly believe in it too. So good stuff. Well, Rich, uh, this was as much fun as I thought it would be, and and grateful to you for presenting this model to all of us small business owners because it's a great way to kind of rethink. And, and, and envision how this thing can and should look. And, and frankly, in my view, makes it much easier to diagnose where you're struggling. Because once you understand that one part of that bike's not working, then you can understand why the entire thing is not a pleasure to, to ride. So great stuff. Rich, before I let you go, should anyone have any questions on any of this, if they want to learn about your advisory work, and most importantly, get their hands on a copy of the book, where do they go? It, it's very simple, Todd. Just uh, it's the website is Ultimate Business Tuneup, one word, ultimatebusinesstuneup.com, and that'll take them to the book site. It also is uh, that there'll be information about me on there as well. They can connect with me through that site. It's just a simple one, one easy way to do it. All right. Rich Allen, a business advisor and the author of a new book, The Ultimate Business Tuneup, a simple yet powerful business model that will transform the lives of small business owners. Rich, a real pleasure to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and joining us. Thank you, Todd. Enjoyed it. I did as well. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of our guest, Rich Allen, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. Thank you for listening to Intrepid Media. We appreciate your attention. To receive everything we do, simply go to IntrepidMailingList.com. That's IntrepidMailingList.com and sign up. You can also find us at Intrepid.media and on iTunes. And to support the important work we do on your behalf, a rating and review on iTunes will help spread our work far and wide. Again, we certainly appreciate your support. Now get out there, be intrepid, and we'll see you next time.